The Live Radio Project was our last best hope for news. A self-contained podcast two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members and developers. A shining beacon in space, all alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite. The year's space legs came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Ladian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 353 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defia, otherwise known as Colin Ford, the Chief Archivist of Lave Station, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder bar for this episode, we have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. We have our Staff Liaison Officer, Commander Psykit who's gone quiet. <laughs> and we also have, I don't know, Squeer-in-Chief, Commander Crash. <laughs> Greetings. Welcome. Well, if you wish, you can join us live. We do have the Chris Mark for He's hanging out in in the game, in open, hopefully somewhere around Lave Station, we, we hope. But if you can get to us in game, we're also at the Twitch chat channel, which we can access through laveradio.com slash live. Uh, you can click on the live chat or go straight to twitch.tv slash live radio or YouTube, go to live radio or on Facebook, go to live radio. So I will quickly go around everybody here and see how they've been since we've last seen them. So we'll start with Commander Shan. Hello. Um, right. I'm feeling very pleased with myself this week because I have been a proper grown up this week. On Friday, Mrs. Shan and I went off to a, a place called Walton on the Nays. And we uh, we walked around the the uh, the top of Walton on the Nays, which is all salt marshes and stuff like that, uh, which was great. I mean, it was like uh, like from Lord of the Rings, you know, with the marshes that suck people in and and stuff like that. So it was it was a great walk, really really, really nice. Until we got about halfway round um, the eight mile walk, and then the heavens opened, and we have never ever been so wet. In a rainstorm at all it was a drenched us fortunately there was a, a coffee shop after the four mile walk in the cold and wet on rain which we squelched sat down and had the wonderful healing balm as a cup of tea um so we then uh, when it stopped raining we dashed back to the car and we drove the two hours home still in wet socks got home 
and parked the car, got in, I got changed into clean clothes, and um, then the rain caught up with us, and it rained so hard, it flooded our driveway and blocked both drains up. So there was a depth of water there, a good two or three inches deep in our driveway with the blocked drains. So I then had to get out of my dry clothes, get into uh, my shorts, kneel down, put my hand into the blocked drain, scoop out mm. tons of gump and stuff like that while surrounded by cold, smelly water. And then I got I got wet three times that day, and I definitely deserve grown-up points for that, I think. Yep. Um up here in Manchester, the, the rain has been unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, normally you're used to, to a nice bit of wet up here, but it's it has been basically just, yeah, monsoon season. Um, Commander Psychic, welcome back. Um, are you recovered from last week? Uh, first and foremost, can you hear me? We can hear you fine. Okay, no, not okay. Like Thanks. Thanks, Shan. Never change. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm about halfway there. I would about say about halfway there. I'm I'm feeling well enough. I'm feeling well enough to be be back sat talking to you guys. That's for sure for my sins. Um, thanks for thanks for having people come and come and um, stand uh, stand in for me last week. Yeah, I was well, we, listening. It took three of them. I know, I know, <laughs> but they did a, they did an awfully good job. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, we're also going to uh, welcome Commander Crash to uh, the to the Orange Sidewinder Bar. How have you been, sir, since the last time you were on last month? Not too bad, not too bad. I'm, I'm in the process of avoiding a black hole. I was hoping I'd uh, get out of the way before I had to unmute. But yeah, yeah. Uh, busy adulting, much much like avoiding black holes. That's what my life has been like, really. It's so much stuff going on, but uh, in, in a good way, you know, uh, keeping the boys busy. It's summer holidays now, so we've had a, uh, a four-day weekend just, just gone there, down to my bruv's place, and we were just... Sat up late and playing games and catching up and doing all kinds of silly things like that. It's been good fun. Excellent. Um, well, let's quickly touch on what I've been doing. Plenty of elite. Uh, obviously, I'm cycling to and from work, so getting caught in those kind of rain showers that um, Shan was... Um, basically, I now feel like I'm a fish with a bike. That's, that's how I feel right at the moment. Uh, but yes, pl- but I did actually get into... I mean, I've had it for months... But uh, and people and there are people on the stream who have, have probably completed this game by now. But um, I finally got around to actually starting Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, and I must admit that game got its hooks into me big and proper. And uh, yeah, that's definitely going to be my other game to run concurrently for now. Um, Shan, you wanted to ask me something? Yes, I, I was going to ask you. Um... If you, you know, actually, I can ask you my, my commiserations, actually, Colin. I was going to ask you if you're feeling okay. If I'm feeling okay. Yes, after the news this week. Okay, and what news would that be? That Geronimo, the alpaca, is fated to be put down. Um, <laughs> seeing as your love for alpacas, <laughs> I wondered if you were feeling the loss. And uh, Right, um... I hadn't actually heard about this. What is this about a, 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 an alpaca that's that's got to to pass? Well, apparently, um, Ger- Geronimo, the much loved alpaca, has got uh, <laughs> tuberculosis. 
Ooh. and um, it- in order, well, uh, it's it's pretty untreatable in alpacas. But in order to save the alpacas and the sheep, you know, around it, he has to be put down in case um, he passes it in on. Case he, in case he spreads it, and but, but because he's a well-loved pet. And, you know, people are obviously very upset about John and Mary the Alpaca. And it's made national news, which is why I thought you'd have heard about it. I'd have thought you'd been right up there to be by his stable side, offering him, well, whatever, whatever <laughs> alpacas eat, grass soup or something like that, and comforting him by holding a hoof as they put him down. Um, I, I, I don't know if all of a sudden you think I'm some kind of... Um... I don't know, all creatures, great and small, kind of vet person, but no. Um, <laughs> it's give Colin time to unpack so the news. Oh, come on. <laughs> the thing is, though, Colin, the thing is, though, you, you refuse to answer or not whether you, whether you went to visit the alpaca sanctuary, whether you'd examined the alpacas anally. You wouldn't answer that question. So, Well, uh, let me... Let, let me reassure you that, that that was certainly not part of the of the package, and uh, I didn't take advantage of any form of. I you know I don't know where we're even going with this. Let's just say no and move on from there before this gets even weird. I'm feeling a little ill again. I think I'm just gonna. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We've gone from um, there's a there's an ill alpaca, and now he's on about me. Yeah, I I think this this is this is. Bizarre. We don't need Ben around here just for it to get weird, do we? Nah, Shan's got that covered. Yeah. If, <laughs> if anybody's wondering what's happened to Ben, um, Ben is uh, summer holidays with with uh, family. So, uh, yes. Yeah. So I thought Ben had gone on a manscaping instruction course. Oh, no. That's um, hand in hand with it, apparently. Well, according to the um, independent, Colin, all hell will break loose if Geronimo is killed and then test negative for TV, says the expert. So I think you should be on the social media, on the Twitter, demanding a reprieve for Geronimo. Yeah. They, um, can they test? Oh, no. No, I'm not going to get dragged into this. I'm not going to drag it, get dragged into this. We will move on from any um, alpaca news. <laughs> into the development news, which the, has been happening in the world of Elite Dangerous this week. Um, well, let's just say at the beginning of this week, not much has been uh, happening. Obviously, uh, last week they announced that Super Cruise News has now moved to um, every other week. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, a little bit of a surprise. Um, they had a flight assist challenge. Um, 6.01 has bedded in quite nicely. Uh, I'm pleased to say that the uh, POI missions that we were talking about last week, they do work. The only thing is apparently you don't get the little green check to say it's been complete. But when you hand it into the uh, uh, the other guy, uh to the uh, mission handler, they accept it quite fine. So it does seem that that's working 99%. Um, the birds were back on the live stream on Thursday, showing off the new camera. Sweet. <laughs> I'm getting alpaca news in the in the threads now, in the stream. I, I don't... I'm just blocking it. Um, yeah, the birds were back on stream using the new camera, camera suite. Um, did anybody catch that one? Yes. What did you think, Psyche? It was it was really fun stream. It, it's a buzz, isn't it? They um 
they're just lovely people and it was really nice um to to have them have them on stream they they're lovely people i don't know anyone personally i don't know anyone who is better with the camera camera suite especially when taking uh video than rini um she is an absolute god with the with the camera suite so um yeah, it's, I, just, it's something yeah, it somehow so, so they manage somehow they managed to be able to capture got such a good eye at capturing certain angles and and coming up with interesting um passes that you know yeah. i don't think i think turgeon and company can can certainly match them well they can match them but um for the sheer amount of volume that the birds are kicking out you know top rate um yes and then finally today we had super cruise news 44 which is the first of the bi-weekly updates. Um, we did actually have some uh, interesting information there. They showed off um, the upcoming functionality of the Apex Redirect, which will be coming in Update 7. Uh, they've also shown off the Issues Tracker Report, which will show how um, the top 20 issues, are uh, their state is. Uh, and they were going through the ones that... Um, were being uh, looked at or which ones have been fixed and which ones will be further down the line. And then they finally announced that Update 7 itself will be coming to uh, to us sometime in September. Uh, so, guys, let's see. Shan, you wanted to start first. Yeah, I thought this was spot on, actually, for the issue tracker. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically a... A, a, a recrib of what um, Flight Sim 2020 does, but then that's no bad thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was actually, it was really good to see these top 10 with the number of votes, etc., like that. So, it's sort of like a top of the pops, really, in terms of fixes. Um, yeah, it's funny you should mention that because halfway through, Zach, I was there going, these, these two sound like Smashy and Nicey at the moment. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what was, it's interesting to see what they're fixing and what they're still TVCing. Um, the planetary features, you know, the thing we went to last week, uh, that's a TVC. They're not sure when that's uh, going to be fixed, although they are still working on it. So, yeah, the, the link will be in the show notes, and there's also a, a forum post about it. But, yeah, if this is what they are going to continue to do with the issues, I think it's a definite step in the right direction the other the one question i have that i'm not sure if they answered that on the stream is do we know how they count the votes and can we like ask our minions and our friends to vote for the issues that we want and sort of somehow skew the results i'd rather we didn't well that's what the um the anti-xeno initiative have been doing they've um uh, the, whenever uh, you know the Thargoid heart bug comes up, they're always asking people, "Please go vote for it." We we need them to know this isn't fixed. Yeah, so I, I, to be fair, I'd rather have the issues that were affecting the most people rather than it become a canvassing contest for people. And just that's why I was asking the question: is how do they count the votes, or do you think they know now? Thanks, Colin. That the anti-Zeno people spam for votes. For the Invincible Thargoid Heart. Uh, Crush, do you want to take it next? And then, uh, Psychic, can you follow? 
Sure, no problem. I, I was going to say, keep politics out of it. Oh, that's the last thing. I want. Got enough of that in real life. I don't. I don't want it happening there. Now, it, it's good to see that they are. They've put a system up in there, which makes it more transparent as to what's going on behind the scenes. Kind of odd how some of the things fit in with what's the most popular versus what gets prioritized to the top. You know, there's some things there, like the number three, for example, the tuning, tuning planetary features is still to be decided because they need to look into it a bit more. But some other things, which relatively minor, have, have bubbled quite high up. But uh, we'll have to see how it works out. I think if, as long as it's updated frequently, it's got relevant information in, and uh, you know, it, the, the opposite of what Shan was saying is hopefully, hopefully the way that it goes, and we don't get too much uh, spamming of votes for the sake of it. Yeah, um, we, we get something which is a bit more uh, workable for, for the entire community. I think my my, my big concern with that is the fact that um, uh, there are some things which there's a lot of noisy people, but are not necessarily the most important things on there. I there are several things I don't see on this top twenty that I would consider to be considerably more important than what I'm seeing on there. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, it does seem to be tempted, tempered by what is low-hanging fruit and what requires more work. Mm. So, you know, for example, the planetary features, they've said that's a lot of work and TV and TVC. So you think, well, wouldn't they drop that down to number three and just have a, you know, wouldn't they basically sort it in order of planned release rather than by number of votes? I think that's what a lot of the people, um, a lot of people were asking for. Was we want to see what's been the most upvoted, what's the, the most pertinent as far as the community is concerned. So this is what they're showing us. However, is it really what they're showing us? Have have um, let let's say Invincible Thargoid Heart have two hundred and forty three commanders fully experienced in Invincible Heart Thargoid Heart, or have anti-Xeno Initiative, for example, gone and said, everybody needs to update, up and um, vote this. I will only upvote something if I've experienced it myself rather than if somebody else has experienced. And I think that is the best way to do it going forward. So we know what's affecting the most people. It, it is interesting that there are some things that on there that I think personally are remarkable by the omission. Things like engineering um, changes. For, you know, ground suit engineering revamp and things like that, I would have thought would have been much higher up there, certainly more than um, NPC fighter kills in conflict zones. I wouldn't necessarily think that they were... That it that doesn't fall into like a bug category. That's something that we're not fundamental... We're not happy with the fundamental way that it's been... Um, way that it's been implemented and it's more of a balancing pass than just an error, if that makes sense. Yeah, crash. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, you hit the nail on the head, really. But like I said, there's some things on there which I, I don't see, but it's probably because it, it, it's either it's not affecting us people or worse still, it affects people and it just completely puts them off even bothering to try and report it. And that's that's the other side of the coin, I think, which is being missed. And that's, that's a big worry for me. Is And I've, I've seen it in the player numbers of people have, have had some major issue happen to them and they just think, well, what's the point? And they walk away, and and, and the, you know that is the worst thing. Those are the things that need the most votes, but those are the things which have zero. You know what I mean? So you think it's more of a squeaky wheel gets the oil sort of thing? Because I know yourself crashed. Yes. You've had issues, haven't you? With uh, yeah, yeah, and that's 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 a big concern. I mean, I and I I register these things, and I you know I, I know for a fact there there are lots of people that have have 
severe issues uh, you know with the networking still things dropping out um uh, losing progress um my my a uh, friend in particular, he he had uh, two or three hours of, of progress working into an engineer, uh, submitted the things, went from rank four to five. The game just locked up. I was watching his screen because I was explaining how to do it for him. Um, game locked up, comes back in, and he's lost all of his progression, all of his materials. Um, two, three weeks of back and forth with the support guys, and they have no record of it on the server and just don't offer to do anything. <laughs> Which is like the those are the sort of things which I think are bigger issues which need to be solved because they are putting people off playing the game and that's that's worse than the lighting not quite looking right in my eyes. Indeed, yeah. So, do you think they should produce another list then of most requested features or changes or something, and then have a plan what's happening about that particular feature? I don't know if there's a good way of, of separating the two. I mean, when I look at this list of 20 on here, there's a lot of kind of mixed in things. There's things that I would consider to be genuine bugs. There's things that I consider to be features, for example, like, um, you know, joystick buttons, 32 plus not working. It would be nice to well, have that's it a, in. That's a bug though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's that's just the way that, you know, the, the direct inputs, handles, uh, the, the controls and things like that. But, uh, you know, some, some of those things, it's like uh, anti-aliasing, for example, and things. Like, it's like, they're not necessarily required for the game to function and work and 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 be playable and enjoyable um even the lighting things which is number one at the top there okay it's it's annoying and it looks bad and it, it, it the, you know the but the game still functions without that but when you, you have know what sorry you you know what evil shan would do don't you <laughs> go on <laughs> evil shan will look down the list and ask which ones are easily fixed and then add a couple of hundred votes to the total one and then show it <laughs> No, I'm not saying that Frontier would do that, but you know, it's it certainly does seem like, like you said, that, that some of the prioritization there has been on on what's the low hanging fruit to get it across, and that kind of makes sense because you can't have the entire team working on the number one biggest problem. Um, that's that's there's going to be a specific subset of the team which can work on that top problem, but then the rest of the team need to be given a task to do. So yeah, you know, fine, but set the rest of the task on on other uh, updates and things to kind of fill up that that calendar get everyone scheduled in for doing work and stuff like that but like i said it's it's the things that aren't on this list that concern me the fact that there are still fairly extensive gameplay uh bugs and problems and that's what i've experienced over the last couple of weeks myself is just loss of progress um from you know performing in-game actions and having uh, effectively data lost now in a live service game that's like sin number one that's that's up there yeah. that is that's the worst thing that can happen to players and it's not just me it's, there's a whole bunch of individuals i know which have experienced that with this version of the game now and it's put them off playing to the extent that they probably didn't even bother reporting that bug yeah that's that's completely devastating and you don't tr- you then don't trust the game anymore do yes. you that's the point you then lose trust yeah. that anything you do will stick that's my fear so in general, though, um, thumbs up from you. Like it? Yes. <laughs> With a huge caveat of um, I'm not super, I'm not super, I don't feel super happy with um, people canvassing votes from other people who, if, they ha- if they're not experiencing the issues. And I'll, 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 con- I'll continue along this line for a, a really long time. As I say, I will only, um, I will only report something if it's if it's something that I've personally experienced, and I think that should be that should be a standard. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, well, obviously you've you've had some doubts, um, Crash. Is it a tentative thumbs up, or is it like the one thumb up, Ooh. one thumb horizontal? <laughs> well, well, don't get me wrong. No, I mean, I think you know, putting an issue tracker up, being more transparent, I think that's great. That's definitely a, a, a good progress. That's a step in the right direction. Providing dates as well, that's that's fantastic. They've actually gone to the extent of trying to estimate when they think they can get that in, so people can be realistic about when they see those problems. Um, like I said, my my apprehension is the fact that it's the things that aren't on this list which are the biggest problems with the game right now and i i don't see how they're going to get addressed i haven't read all the thread have they clarified about that then crash in somewhere or is it they're not even new? listed they're, they're not even listed and that that's kind of my no, man, this, this omission no this this what happens to the really game-breaking bugs that may well be not popular but uh, still have a significant impact on players i'm just wondering have they actually said anything about that yet they did clarify that they were still um these weren't the only things that they were working on these were just the most upvoted things yeah so yeah okay so presumably once they're fixed in update seven actually looking at the they got update six done why is that still on the list if it's done why is it still on the list because people are still reporting problems with it they're saying it's done but um in chat specifically um earlier the um there were problems with when they said oh that was fixed in update six but people are still reporting it and chat were like mm, yeah that's because it's still broken mate so well, it's, um, not, it's not it's not done then is it you know no so. it isn't sorry crash <laughs> no i was just thinking that that is the classic developer done that's hey it compiles done <laughs> it's a, is, it, is it done or is it done done and you know this is the challenge and i, and I don't i don't hold any grudge to it at all because i understand it fully i know what it's like on, on the other side of the coin but um you know you you can't test every single scenario out there you can't test every combination of pc hardware for example and, and every setup that someone's got and uh, you know what if someone's running a browser window with YouTube in the background, how does that affect GPU usage and screw up the lighting because it doesn't, uh, you know, calculate a lookup table quick enough. And yeah, there's, there's all kinds of scenarios that can happen to them. So I can understand why they can think it's done from the scenarios that they are able to test. But then when it gets out there into the wide world, um, it just it falls down. So <laughs> I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that one. Apparently they are, they are now asking, with regard to the lighting problems, they're asking for specifics rather than lighting's buggered mate they want they want actual <laughs> specifics of what's wrong yeah. with it now that is and, and as i say i mean i absolutely feel from that, that i know what that pain is like when when you think you've got you've got the problem solved you put the fix out there it works for you it works in all of your tests but in one particular scenario with mm. one person it goes completely wrong and it's like well, what were you doing at the time and you find out it like i said it was something really obscure like oh well i had youtube running in a window it's like yeah but you've got your firefox extension on and that's using gpu and it's like, oh, turn that off and try again. Oh, it works now. <laughs> you know. So you think they should have another columns that says like turned off and on again? Yes or no? <laughs> Absolutely. Save about half the problems. Uh, yes, and I'm well aware of these kind of um, fix-it lists. I'm working through one myself at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah. For, you want to think what I think of the tracker list, Jan? Yes, please. Well, I think it, it's um, it's the kind of thing that they they really needed that they really have really needed to do for a while. This kind of feedback is the kind of thing that's needed by the community so that they know that um, something is happening because um, it looks like we're now going to what monthly updates and um, 
we all know how impatient the community can get when um, you know there doesn't seem to be much in the way of progress. I mean, I was just thinking, is this the kind of um, feedback that you were um, asking about, you know, when we did the uh, the taking responsibility discussion? No. Okay, fair enough. Then. Obviously, it was, it was, it was, it was part of what we were talking about, though, how they should use best practice from other games, i.e. Flight Sim 2020, and apply that to the issue tracker. And it seems they've done that. And as, as I said earlier, I, this is a great improvement on what we had before for the issue tracker. There's still some issues with it, but I would say it's a tentative good start. I think. Yeah, I mean this this kind of thing is um, it's it's basically a version of of what is known as Kanban, where uh, you you instead of uh, but instead of you making a judgment call on uh, where you think the priority is. Um, the community is making a judgment call of what's supposed to be the most important to them with their votes, uh, and yeah, this is there is there are times where you could have minor bugs. As Prime um, Game Bitstorm has been saying, you can have uh, minor bugs that are affecting many players, and that gets high votes. But a major bug which affects less people won't get as much notice, but it should have priority, which. Um, Psych it. Doesn't mean that they're not working on it. Oh yeah. To to clarify to again to again clarify they they specifically stated that this wasn't the only list that they were working on. Um, this is just the top as voted by the community. Yes, yes. They they, they did say uh, on the stream that this was the uh, this wasn't exactly this wasn't what just coming in update seven. Update seven is is quite beefy. Um, Crash. Yeah, I think like like you were saying about the Kanban stuff. I mean, it, it's a good approach. I think they're, they're treating the 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 public uh, as like a product owner, effectively, and getting getting their their interest of them to say what is uh, the the priority feature that you want to see investigate. Because at the end of the day, there's a limited amount of time uh, that they can work on a particular thing, and they've got to find some way of prioritizing it. So I think it makes sense. It's a good way of doing it. See, see, I wasn't thinking about Kanban or anything fancy like that. I was thinking X Factor, where they have a developer pick up an issue from the issue tracker and then have to do a, a pitch for it in front of some judges and then the equivalent of Simon Cowell. How come I knew you were going to... You just want to be the Simon Cowell character, don't you? You want to be sat on that judging committee going, no, it's a no from me. <laughs> it's a no from me. Just as Crash puts the puts the meme into the chat. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have asked for that better timing crash. I am the moon lord. <laughs> um, so um, overall, I mean, what do you think about um, the time scale? Sometime in September, does uh, do you think that is that going to keep you going? That's Shan. Um, well, personally, I, I haven't got too many issues with anything on that list. My my issues go beyond, shall we say, the superficial. Mm that's on that list. And as we said earlier, uh, it kind of needs a, a requested features or a f- coming up features list, I think. But in terms of way of communicating what they're working on, I, I think it's a really good step forward. So I'm, I'm positive about it because of it's a step forward, not necessarily because I agree with all the contents of the list. Uh, crash. Yeah, yeah. Overall, I think it, it's, it's, it's the right, right approach. And like I said, more transparency, more visibility is good. Um, 
I, you know, I just, I just hope they are, uh, as Psychic put it, that they are working on things behind the scenes, which are major game-breaking problems at the moment. Yeah, and and Psychic, I mean, you're okay to wait to September. I mean, um, no, no, please pump it out earlier. No, I'm, of course I'm fine. <laughs> of course, what other choice do I have, Colin? <laughs> Yes, yeah, um, funny that we'll be talking about <laughs> something like that later as well. But, <laughs> but, but I don't have a. Um, I I don't want to. I don't want to know what what extra features they're bringing in. I I'm I'm I don't want to have that spoiled for me. I'm, I might be like the only one who feels like that, but um, yeah. I yeah. I don't want to know what what's coming what's coming later. Just fix what's there at the moment. Tell us what you're working on with regard to fixing it, and then what's later can we know? We know we're not going to get anything major or exciting until console gets gets uh, Odyssey. So um, you know, there's no point being wistful and hoping for brand new things before uh, until that happens. Um, Crash, do you want to have the last word? Yeah, yeah, sorry, I, I, I agree. I mean, I'm not really that fussed about new stuff coming in. I just like to see what's there, stable, functioning, and I don't mind how long it takes. In my eyes, it should should be in beta right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it should have stayed there until it was done. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think everybody's really in that, that same kind of mindset, to be honest, at the moment. Uh, but then again, that's all down to um, COVID development, I think. Um, Shan? On that subject, I was going to bring it up. Actually, no, I'll bring it up in the main topic. Sorry, I'll, I'll leave the listeners in suspense until the main topic. Right. Okay, then. Um, right. Well, we'll we'll quickly move on to uh, the in-game events that have been happening this week. Uh, well, something interesting happened because more federal systems have decided to, to break away. Um, so that is a community goal happening at the moment. Um it's pretty uh, close. I do believe at the moment, though, the federal forces are losing by a score of three to one, which is um, quite quite a shocker. Uh, Shan, has anyone given this story a name yet? This story, what the federal rebellion? Yes, I mean, it's not like Fedzik or something like that. Fedzik. No, I, I, I don't think they've given them a, given it a, a special name yet. Although, if you want to take that um, that moniker, Fegzit, then uh, feel free. Now it's Federexit. Federexit. That's the one. That sounds like a cosmetic. Actually, it sounds I mean, more like a suppository. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Colin. I haven't got experience in suppositories. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, or are you talking about alpacas again? What? Why? Are you what is... talking about alpacas? What I do don't know. You see, you see, this is what Shan's doing. He's actually really interested in the alpaca, but he's really embarrassed about admitting it. So he's trying to displace this on me mm-hmm. for some reason. And I think it's just he's projecting. I've he's never project- even you seen are pro- a real. I've never <laughs> you are projecting- seen a real alpaca, and like you, Colin, who have petted them by your own admission. <laughs> Yeah, of course I have. But this is the thing: is you you seem to have been obsessed by alpacas, and you're projecting that uh, alpaca love that you have onto me for some reason. And and to tell you the truth, Sean, I'm a bit worried about you. Usually, more worried about Ben, who's um, doing a training course for manscaping. But anyway, you know what? I I I have avoided all that kind of conversation at the moment, thinking, yeah, I'm 
I'm just going to leave that there and I'm not going to go into it at all. I'll leave that. I'll leave to the. <laughs> I'll leave you to your shearing. Yeah, shearing in in various kinds of ways. Um, in other news, on the on the sixth of August, the Thargoid uh, nut job cultists have prepared their for their religious voyages. Apparently, they've managed to get together three mega ships. Uh, one mega ship will be constantly touring the bubble trying to recruit new members while the other two are heading out into the unknown and will probably start another war <laughs> another war i didn't think the existing one had ended okay another phase of this war so is, is that sat- more satisfactory for you um also, on the, the 9th, the Marlinist tensions seem to have inflamed. Um, the bombing of the two Marlinist starports by the NMLA has caused political rifts and public protests across the, the colony systems. Again, it, this is it, <coughs> this um, Marlinist issue is, seems to be imploding in on itself, no pun intended. Uh, and then finally... Um, a little bit of an odd one, is that um, Zima Torval has created a new corporation. Um, For those of you who don't know who she is, she's one of the power play uh, powers, and it does seem that she has decided to spin off her own megacorp, which is, yes, that that might cause a little bit more trouble in the Senate. So... uh, bit of a quiet week news week this this time i think um although it does seem that uh, when it's there is an opportunity to give the feds a bit of a kicking everybody seems to join in at the moment that's a common i mean the, the federation's been a kicking boy of elite dangerous since the inception really haven't they because if you remember the um uh, what was the civil war that happened the war in blue wasn't it Oh yeah, I remember that. There as well, didn't they? Yes, they certainly did get. It's weird that because normally, if it's a straightforward empire versus federation uh, competition, either in combat or in trade, the federation normally wins every time. But if it's just up against the federation by itself versus an independent faction, the federation seems to lose. It's like, yeah, we're going to be friends with you, but only if you're not up against the empire. Anyway, um, uh, psychic. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it, it, there's more independence than anything else. So, um, it, like, independent and empire will fight against the feds mm-hmm. mixed together, um, and independence will tend to. Uh, from my experience, independence will tend to side more on the um, on the federation side of its fed versus empire. It all depends really about what's going on i think people are a lot more interested in in story and um wholeheartedly karumba shut your mouth man about the corvette you don't need to say stuff like that <laughs> crash i was just gonna say with all these fragmented independent colonies out there it's starting to look worse than the linux distro space isn't it <laughs> Ooh, we, we don't mention the l word here <laughs> Don't mention the L word to me. Um, yes. Um, what's this, um, Psychic? You will only be accepting um, 
Alpaca and Shan fan fiction for next week? Yep, 100%. Only Alpaca x Shan romance fic. We don't want to get dirty here, but romance <laughs> fic between Shan and Alpacas. That's all I want for next week. Okay, right. This is taking a very dark turn all of a sudden. So I think we'll make a run for the the store alert, if you don't mind. Store alert! get enough of that song for some reason um right well we've got three store alerts now we've got one ship one suit and one gun so we have the raider pitfall suit we have the adder speedway paint job <laughs> sorry an adder and speedway really uh, and what looks like the karma ar50 dracon which um yeah uh so who'd like to go first um crash Oh, yes. Give me that gun paint job. I don't mind it on that one. I don't use the AR-50 very much, but if they make that for the C-44, mm, yep. Uh, Psychic? Um, I'm pretty sure there's a pink version, or like a pinky-purple version. I think. I think I've seen it. Um, I haven't bought it because I like the other, the other skin a little bit better with all the graffiti on and the little pink star on it. Can't think why I'd prefer that. Not at all. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking, I'm sorry, I'm I'm looking at the adder. Oh, why? <laughs> it's, it's there for the laugh, isn't it? Um, is it just me, or when you're stuck in the adder, do you feel claustrophobic? I, I don't, it's, maybe it's just me, I just feel really hemmed in by the, the no. adder cockpit. Not I get cool. so many of them on a Friday, um... Just so many of them. I haven't. I haven't actually noticed that. I feel claustrophobic. Ah, well, it, it, it's just I. I feel it just doesn't have the visibility it needs. Um. Anyway, and finally, the suit. Um. What do people think of the suit? It just looks like a. I don't know. One of the troopers out of the old um, Blake Seven TV series. I think. Ah. But, I thought it uh, looked like um. What's his Death Rider? You know, the guy whose head's on fire and drives a motorbike. What do you mean, Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider, that's him. Yeah, the the Nick the fantastic Nicholas Cage movies. <laughs> mm. Yes, although apparently he's an agent of Shields as well, Ghost Rider. As uh, I yeah, been, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. I have been reliably informed by my son, who's got into into Agents of Shield all of a sudden for some reason. Um. Anyway, so that seems. Uh, oh, sorry, the adder. I mean, I can understand something like an eagle, or the, or especially the imperial eagle having that. That looked great, but the adder. <sighs> Since Frontier are now into lists, I wonder if they could give us a list of the most popular paint jobs they've sold. Hey, that'd be an interesting one. I think we should have a. I think we should ask the community as what paint jobs we think is the most popular. They should make and vote for it as well. Let us yeah. choose. So I think that's that's half the problem is that is we don't get no choice over what's coming and then we get options like that on the adder which <laughs> just 
more of a meme than, a, than something that people wanted. Which paint, which, which paint job do you want to be the default on the adder? Is it the Speedway? Is it the Speedway? Or is it the Speedway? <laughs> At least in the hole you get the A-team one. Um, Psychic. They've got the Speedway on quite a few. What was the ship that you were looking to have the Speedway on? Um, the, it was the Imperial Eagle. I know it's already They've got, got that. one. Yeah, I know. It's it's, it's great. And the oh, a Viper as well, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, the Viper. Like, the uh, yeah, it works with the Viper. Yeah. The Imperial Courier's probably got it. It's got Cobra Mark IV's got it. The um, Asp, <laughs> the Asp Scout has it. Um, oh, no. I tell you what, they should put it on. They should have a Type Nine Speedway. They they need one. Nay, <laughs> they do not. <laughs> well, we know that would, that would keep Scorpius happy. T nine racing stripes. Yeah, because th- that's what they do. So if anybody, yeah, uh, if you ever catch up with Scob and he's doing T nine um, races, that's actually quite fun. <laughs> Especially if you want me to see me bouncing off mountains again. Um, right, what we're going to do? I, sorry, Colin, I was going to suggest about the paint skins. I think they need to change the pricing for paint skins. I think they should. Um, Change the price according to how much paint is actually used. Right. So basically, on a small ship, it'd be very cheap, and for a large ship, it'd be a lot more. Yeah, exactly. Fine. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I don't think we have any say over how the pricing is handled. Um, right. Uh, we're going to take a uh, short break, while, uh, and then we'll come back with our main discussion. Have you been missold PPI? Python Protection Insurance was missold if you didn't want it, ask for it, or need it. I was missold Python Protection Insurance and I got a claim worth 3,000 credits. At Carolyn McGrath, we are ready to pursue claims for pilots who were sold PPI, even though they didn't have an escape pod. When my partnership was destroyed, the insurance became invalid. I settled out of court for enough credits to restart my narcotics and weapons shipping business. Millions have been missold Python protection insurance they can never claim, simply because they don't have an escape pod. Why should you pay for not reading the small print? My husband was missold PPI. As a result of our claim, we now own Jupiter. Carolyn McGrath, turning your carelessness into profitable lawsuits. public service announcement from the fuel rats please stop what you're doing and pay attention if we can rescue you we will but you can help us help you by following these easy steps one fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise two note down the current system and the nearest stellar body three if you're on emergency life support log out immediately four Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. Five, stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? I spend so much time in my Imperial Trader, I find it really hard to meet people. I mean, 
When do you get the time to go to bars when you're taking on courier jobs for the military? But with venusdating.com, it was so simple. I just put in my personal details and they found me my perfect match. I really thought it would be difficult, but Venus Dating made it so simple, with so much in common. We both like movies, walking along the beach at sunset. Browsing imperial shipyards. And of course, since we started dating, we've discovered that we both really love... <laughs> shooting <laughs> Thargoids. Let your voyage begin with venusdating.com for every first... You've flown ships at max speed. You've felt the power of the 30 megawatt mining laser. You've experienced the efficiency of the MB4 mining machine. Wow. But it leaves every hardcore miner with just one question. Why can't I get a shave that's that fast, close and efficient? Introducing the Saracen MB5 shaving drone. It's so smooth. Combining the power of a mining laser with the convenience of a drone. It's like every hair is targeted by a fighter and destroyed. Saracen's patented shaving drone attaches to your face at the start of the day. Leave it to do its work, and when you come back to check, your face is shaved. He's so smooth. It's like I'm mining my face. The Saracen MB5 shaving drone. Now I feel manly. Saracen Shaving, making shaving an unnecessary adventure. Are you thinking of suing over Miss Soul Python Protection Insurance? Had an accident in an airlock or slipped in a space station cargo bay and thinking of suing for compensation? Well, don't. I tried to take my ship commander to court for making fertilizer out of my crewmates. Legal fees have left me with nothing, and now I'm hungry. All the time. At Watt and Pritney, we take small print very seriously. We have a massive team of lawyers just waiting to block your case and ramp up your legal costs. I wanted a simple, no-win, no-fee arrangement. My case got blown out of the water by Watt and Pritney, and now I have to rent out my arse for hydrogen fuel. At Watt and Pritney, we have a saying, if you don't want a beating, stay out of our court. I was savaged by a wild creature whilst fixing a vending machine. Can't I claim compensation? No, you can't. Because we have a massive team of lawyers and you're just someone who works for a living. What and Pritney. Don't even think about it. And welcome back. Um, now, we're going to take a, a little bit of a left turn with this discussion uh, because obviously there's been um, a whole lot of uh, uh, crises hitting another MMO, uh, World of Warcraft, for those of you who don't know, um, which had, has led to basically uh, player numbers plummeting over there. Uh, obviously, for slightly different reasons, but uh, we'll probably go into that. Now, uh, I'm going to make the assumption that whatever the state of Odyssey is at the moment, still people people still want Elite to continue. However, most of the detractors of Odyssey have said, right. I'm off to play No Man's Sky or Star Citizen, which of course has lowered player numbers uh, in protest. However, the problem is with most live service games, as we've as uh, we've seen, if the numbers fall too much, the game does get pulled. So the question is, how do you protest about bad updates without your live game live without losing your live service game? So this is, I mean, this is quite. A, a, a big subject and I've got something suspicion that Shannon would like to go first I was actually going to offer it up to the audience but okay um, 
one of the things I think is pertinent to this uh, is, and I'll get the drinking in early, is that for the last two, two years, um, ArenaNet have uh, been pushing the expansion to Guild Wars 2. And um, it is ArenaNet's only game, so they're not like Frontier that has you know the planet, whatever, or Jurassic Park. It is their only game. So for two years, they've been pushing. The next expansion will be the fall or winter of 2021. Fall, winter 2021, for the last two years. And um, last week, they announced that due to COVID and uh, quality issues, the game will be delayed until February 2022. Mm -hmm. And um, the the, uh, resounding response from the community over this news was, oh, thank goodness you told us we'd rather wait than have something bad and buggy and broken have it and don't you know don't don't worry about it just get it right and we'll enjoy it in february the investors have and the shareholders have said well yes obviously you know we we would like the um the, the revenue but the reputational damage will cause us to lose more money than the delay so go ahead and do it so okay. so i thought i'd offer that as a as a as a, as a sort of a parallel to how other companies have done it now, in terms of how do you protest about a bad update, well, probably the only way you can do it is, for better or worse, via the forum, via um, communicating in the community, and also probably making a point of not buying that company's other products. So, say, for example, for me personally, I was dead set on the F1 game and whatever. I was going to go and get that. But because of how what frontier did i am not going to now buy that game so i'm not actually affecting elite income i'm affecting the income of their subsequent products because of the way in which odyssey was released and developed etc so that's just basically how i do this i'm not directly hitting the game itself and obviously i i'm quite a vocal critic about certain things um but i'm just not going to buy any more frontier products fair enough thank you that's fair that's that's a, a completely fair fair way to go about it. Um, the compare for me the comparison between Frontier and Activision Blizzard is incredibly thin um, because there is a, a a hell of a lot more of stuff that's going on as far as far as Activision Blizzard that uh, is concerned that is um, hampering. Wow, Warzone, etc., etc., etc. That 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 would justify more people leaving. Also, Wow is looking at Wow specifically as Bitstorm quite quite um, clearly said. Wow um, is a subscription-based model, so the easiest way to to complain about something like World of Warcraft is just stop paying for your um, subscription. I know it's addicting for some and people just they if you if you're that upset with everything that's going on you have to walk away. And yes. I think with with Elite if you are that upset with what's going on you absolutely should still walk away. That being said, a smaller protest would be not buying arcs for example and co- cosmetics is a huge factor in um the profit of a game like elite dangerous which is why um they still even with the game uh i don't want to say 
in the state that it is, but even with the with the game with the faults and the error log that they have, yeah. If you still want to play the game, absolutely do. If you're upset with the state of the game to the effect that you want to make some kind of monetary protest, don't buy arcs. And if you didn't buy arcs before, complain on the forums. But be nice. Yes, that is that's a very very good point. Um, Crash. Oh man, what do I unpack first? Oh wow, yeah. um, <laughs> there's there's a lot, there's a lot. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't know whether trying to punish them that way makes so much of a difference. I think it's the reputational damage which they're going to feel the most, rather than the financial penalties, because they are they're going to lose sales anyway based on the fact that people don't trust them. So I I don't know whether just you know refusing to buy their products is going to make that much of a big difference. If you don't want to buy, you, you vote with your feet. That's fine. Um, but I think trying to penalise them that way, I don't think it solves any problem. Um, I, I I I don't see an easy way you can protest that something isn't as you'd expect. That this is the problem, not just with with Fr- uh, Frontier and, and Elite. It's all live service games have that issue. They they are effectively um, a, a, an ongoing service rather than the product you buy. But people still expect them to work and operate like a single product. You pay one, uh, you know, one monetary transaction for you own that product and it stays that way forever. That's just simply not the case with Elite. It doesn't work like that. Um, and that's that's kind of the problem we've got here. Uh, and I, you know, I've actually, you know, I, I, I feel, I feel the same because I was enjoying update four. Everything was fine. Update five and six have been atrocious for me. Um, and I, I can't go back to update four. I would love to stay on update four because that was working great and I was happy with it, but I don't have that choice. It's a live product. I have to go with what's there. And if it doesn't work for me, then I just have to step away and stop playing it. Wait for them to fix it. That's all I can do. Yeah, um, I mean the the worst case scenario of this, just to take it all to an extreme, is when you actually go back to um, Star Wars Galaxies and the, the NGE update. Um, just to bring people up to up to speed on what that happens, and this happened ten years ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, the. What happened was that um, because World of Warcraft had launched and a lot of people going over to World of Warcraft, the people in Star Wars went, this is um, uh, this is the uh, basically, oh, hang on, I've, I've lost my, my train of thought there. Um, what happened with Star Wars Galaxies is basically a lot of players went over to World of Warcraft. Uh, a lot of people at Sony panicked and said, right, um, uh, we we need to rejig our game to try and get these people back, but instead of uh, rejigging it, they basically rewrote it, and that everything that everybody found good about Star Wars Galaxies had gone, uh, and they lost sort of like ninety percent of the player base, uh, and and basically because it it crashed so hard. Uh, it started them off writing a new Star Wars game in the background. But the problem was is that Star Wars Galaxy started to get better again, and just as it was getting back to as good as it was before, they cancelled it. So, yeah. But it, it can go too bad. Uh, crash. Yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of the, the point I was trying to find a way of expressing with, with, like, with the WoW thing. I mean, I'm, I'm still playing WoW. Um, I, I 
just just did the SOD raid this weekend, actually. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and, and still having great fun with it. It's it's there's still parts of the game which are enjoyable. Yeah, there are a lot of problems with it, a lot of issues with things that pe- people are not happy with and stuff, and player numbers are reducing and everything. But at the end of the day, if you enjoy it as an individual, then why shouldn't you still pay for that thing and enjoy it? I don't think. Uh, you know, taking the money away is going to have an impact. I think it would probably make situations worse with like how they've been treating their uh, the development staff, um, and you know, not paying them particularly well. For an example, taking that money away from that game is just going to make the situation worse for those people. So why would you do that? I don't think that kind of protesting that way is going to make a big difference. Um, Sean, I was going to ask a devil's advocate question um, just to sort of throw my thoughts open for a minute was do we really, I mean, you, you said you've made the assumption, Colin, that we still want elite to continue. And yeah. uh, of course we kind of do, but um, my general question is at what point does the behavior of a company become a matter of principle rather than a matter about the game? And the reason why I'm asking this is we've had a uh, thing like project red and cyberpunk. We've had, Blizzard stuff. I won't go into details about that because I said you can Google it. So we've had example after example of companies acting, um, shall we say, poorly, mm-hmm. and there needs to be a consequence for that sort of behaviour. Otherwise, that behaviour will, across the games industry, continue. So is is there not this wider issue we should be thinking about? Is if you let them get away with it? Other people are just going to go and do it. Well, um, I'm just going to jump in here. I mean, the, the the prime example where the community pushed back and won was Star Wars Battlefront 2 because um, they were they trying to put in the FIFA pay, pay to win uh, stuff that they've got. And uh, thankfully, the Star Wars community pushed back and uh, it got so worrying, even the people at Disney were calling up EA and saying, hang on, what have you done? Um, I mean, that is one example where it did work. Um, Crash? Sorry, I've lost my train of thought from what I was going to say to it. Apologies. Okay, we'll go on to Psychic and come back to you. Oh, no, please don't do that. I, the exact same thing had happened. <laughs> What's going on? A cycle, I got too close to a black hole and my thought process went in. The, the, only, the, only, thing that, the only thing that literally literally went through my head was um, you, you can't equivalent um, what's going on with Frontier to, to Blizzard. I've spoken, there are a lot of Frontier employees that I have spoken to and they have, they are in enjoying their work. When you see stuff like with Project Red and mm-hmm. um, the, the the shit that came out about those, though, let's say um, Project Red and Activision Blizzard, for, as prime examples, specifically what's going on, um, I mean, we, we wouldn't have, um, no... Uh, words are failing me right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe, I mean, the, the, what were the, the the pushback against Odyssey? I'm just going to clarify this. The pushback in, uh, against Odyssey it is nowhere near as bad as what's been happening to uh, World of Warcraft. And by that, I mean um, the reasons for the pushback are completely different. And, yeah, as... as Shan says it's more like a it's a, a moral standpoint that uh, that's been taken up, which, it, in my opinion, is a quite right moral standpoint. But we're not going to go into that with too much detail. Um, Psychic, do you want to come back in, or have I got the wrong 
You've the got wrong the wrong dots. I've got the wrong dots. Yeah, I was going to. Sorry, Colin. I, I mean, I was going to mention the mention the question again in case mm-hmm. it bores or triggers people. Is we, we talk about what can we do if a gaming product is bad? How do you protest the fact it's bad without affecting the game? Mm. And I would hesitate. I would mention this thing. I don't think you can, other than by affecting the revenue and the reputation of the company, um, and and therefore hurting the game you want to support <laughs> it, I, I just don't i just don't think there's a way of doing it i mean if you there was a a, a presentation given by uh, david braben to the investors earlier on in the year and it came up with the the mission statement which was to be the most respected games publishing company in the industry yeah and I thought, well, you kind of blown that one, mate, haven't you? You know, and that's how you kind. That's if you want to push back. It's. I'm not saying you act um, in a slanderous or libelous or disrespectful way, but the way the only way we can do that is by not buying their stuff and politely and constructively telling them why. Because this is endemic to the industry. It's not just Frontier. Pretty much every company I can think of has. Pull the oh, it's ready. Don't worry, we'll patch it on zero. You know this kind of lackadaisical way of releasing, verging on dishonest. And with the with the examples that we've been talking about, I just think we just need to say no. We're not going to accept this sort of behaviour as customers anymore because otherwise it will just continue. Whether it's a front, frontier or Project Red or whoever, it'll just carry on if we just let it um, crash. Yeah, I I think the only thing you can really do is don't pre-order. <laughs> I think it's different for uh, Shan and I and, and and a lot of the community that have been been here for the for the, for the very beginning. You know, we got the lifetime pass, so we haven't paid anything into the game. But I think um, you know, it's purposely not buying things that you would buy, like like Shan, you gave the example of the F one game. I think you're just you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. I mean, that's going to be a different different team, different development cycle. It could be a very good game. I don't think you're going to be sending a message, the right kind of message to Frontier by doing that. Um, well, it will be, because hopefully they listen to the show and they'll know why they haven't bought a copy. <laughs> but by, by, by proxy. Nobody but I mean, listens to this show, yeah. Sham. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, we are, the, we are the number one podcast, gaming uh-huh, podcast uh-huh. in <laughs> Turkey. You should listen to the stats and in Albania as well. And New Zealand, and New Zealand, and that's yeah. that. That's only because Flight Assist is um, on a break at the moment. I'll let you know. Well, I was going to say the reason why we're number one in New Zealand is they've been locked up for two years and run out of things to do. But <laughs> yes, um, well, yeah, it, it's a it is a very very difficult question to answer because it does feel like a they've got you over a barrel and basically. It's like it's like if it's, if your football team is doing very very badly, but you still want to support the team, is it? Does that make sense? Yeah. Crash. Yeah, yeah, and and this is what I mean by it being like a like like a, a live service game. It's not a product that we're used to anymore. And a lot of games are going this way. I mean, this is the way of the world now. Everything's on the internet. Everything can be updated mm. post release. Um, it's not like the the good old days. If it's not if it's not correct at that time when it's put onto cassette yes i'm that old um that it's it's you know it's done and dusted that's it uh, everything can be updated and changed but at the same time that there's a detriment to that that things can be changed for the worse as well things can be updated and broken um and that you know this is the way of the world as it is now uh, and we've either got to accept that 
or you know, just like I said, stop pre-ordering, stop buying games until you <laughs> you're happy and you're satisfied that you can trust the people that are making that product instead of just buying something on reputation alone. Oh, add early access to that as well. I hate early access stuff. Early access is is a bane. I hate it. I should really stop buying things because I I buy them, I play mm. them a little bit, and I'm put off. And then by the time it's finally released, I just haven't got the energy to go back to it. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's uh, uh, that is a a pretty straightforward um, recommendation there. I mean, personally, until uh, I think I'm holding off buying arcs until I think that you know the game is in in the state where it's worth me putting in stuff that I want. I mean, there there has been uh, outfits and things that I thought, oh, that wouldn't be too bad, but I just feel it's it's a little bit. You know, um, yeah, Shan. Um, so, what if, what if they brought out a paint job? I don't know. Maybe the golden adder <laughs> racing paint job. The golden adder <laughs> that you really, really, really wanted. Would that? Would your? Would your will survive wanting the golden adder <laughs> racing paint job? I, you know what, Shan? I think it will because I think there has been a couple of paint jobs. I thought. You know, I wouldn't mind that one, and then I just thought, mm. you know, it's, it's that that one. <laughs> the alpaca pack, you mean? Alpaca decals? Is, is this is this where we're going, guys? <laughs> I had to. <laughs> A pack of alpaca decals. Go on. Um, yes, I, I've managed to resist so far because at the moment I don't feel even you know i did pre-order um odyssey and horizons i didn't just get it uh, for my lifetime pack as well but at the moment it's yeah chan so how is refusing to buy arcs not the same as refusing to buy any of frontiers products well it's it's i'm i've still updated the um oh Psychit, sorry, can we go back to Psychit? No, don't be saying it. It's fine, I was being facetious. I bought Arcs the other day, I'm now a salmon cowboy. That was all I had to add to it. A salmon cowboy? It's a salmon cowboy skin for your commander. I'm a salmon cowboy and I look fantastic. Did you know in Peru, where the alpacas from, they are the spiriter of salmon? See, this is this is this is Jan and his alpaca um, enthusiasm here. I didn't bring this up. Everyone else has been bringing up the alpacas. Anyway, crash. Sorry, you bring us back on track, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say um, to to your point there. It's like it, it it is no different. I mean, I I wouldn't withhold getting arcs for the sake of protest either. I I don't think it's sending the right message. I mean, to statistically, the frontier that says, oh, nobody liked that skin this week. That's all it tells them. It doesn't tell them, hey, I'm incredibly pissed off with the state of your game. I don't think it, it, it registers on, on, on the radar with them. Um, and and this, this is the problem. We've bought the game. We own the game. There's nothing we can do financially to protest the fact that we're not, uh, not enjoying it and, and it, we're not happy with it. The only thing we can do is just stop playing. That's the only thing we can do. Yeah, I was going to ask ask Crash then. So, if we if we say then okay, not buying that stuff, they don't equate the loss of income with Odyssey or whatever game it is. Then the other option we have is just stop playing. You know, the "Can I has your stuff?" meme. 
But again, how do they how do they link falling player numbers with an expansion or with with whatever? Because we we know, I mean, even for Steam charts as unreliable as they are, we know the player numbers are taking a significant drop. Oh, massive, massive! I think they're it's somewhere like like thirty percent of of pre Odyssey numbers, which is pretty clear. That uh, so so how do they so how do they know for sure? That's because of Odyssey and not because of insert game here. You you don't, and and that's the problem. There is no direct correlation with that. You can only infer it from the statistical information you've got from an executive point of view. You can just look at the numbers, look at the trends on those graphs, and just kind of say, at that point in time, it started to have a decline. What was the significant event around that? Hmm, perhaps that's it. That's all you can really do. There is no direct number that they can pull up and you know there is no uh system uh they can they can call upon and query you know player uh, uh <laughs> enjoyment factors <laughs> from from a database you know they can't do that they have to infer it i mean in this case it's pretty bloody obvious when you look at the release date of things there was a huge incline of, of player numbers as alpha was warming up and the hype was building and stuff like that um but then when it hit and people realized the truth that the game wasn't getting significantly better based on the promises that were given. Um, you know, people voted with their feet. Yeah, and that brings us on to the second question. I mean, what happens if the developer doesn't take notice of the of the players' concerns, stroke anger, stroke <laughs> prams out of the uh, toys out of the pram crash? Unfortunately, the inevitable. The, the game dies. And we've seen so many examples of this. And I mean, I don't want it to happen. Many of us here don't want it to happen. But it is the unfortunate nat- nature of these things. Of this. The developers are not able to make that inference, make that correlation with the actions that they're performing versus the uh, you know player uh, in- engagement and-, and the numbers that they're seeing on there. Then, unfortunately, it will continue to spiral out of control. Uh, and I don't know how you solve that problem now that they've got themselves into this kind of uh, reputational decline. Uh, how do you build that trust back up? That's something which is far more damaging and difficult to solve than financial problems. John? I, I agree with what Koresh said. I mean, I've been, there was a point when Odyssey first went out and we spoke about it at length on a couple of shows of how we felt frontier could kind of get back you know the trust and whatever of the um, of the player base now now the things like the issue tracker that's a start but being fair i think they are beyond that point with this game sadly this is me personally is i just think and the only thing they could possibly do i think would be to say right we'll continue with odyssey as it is but there'll be an, a an odyssey version two in which we will listen to you, we'll have ship interiors, we'll have blah, 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 and it will come out in there. The, the only way they can do it is to get rid of the sunk cost fallacy that is Odyssey at the moment and ditch it, I think. I, I, I hate to say it, and I can't, but I really can't think of a different way they could possibly get it back. Okay, and Psychic? I don't think they, would, they should wipe everything and then start afresh. Is that what you're suggesting, Sam? No, no, I... I because basically, well, as, as Crash Point chat, pulling No Man's Sky. So No Man's Sky didn't didn't stop working, didn't stop being operational. They just went away and they redid a whole ton of stuff for No Man's Sky yeah. and relaunched it. So that's about the only thing I think they could pull them out of the spiral, being able to do that. Actually, um, can can I just stop 
you there about the No Man's Sky thing, because No Man's Sky did exactly the opposite of what um, Frontier have done. No Man's Sky went completely dark for six months to almost a year, and they 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 didn't have any communication with the community. They just hoovered up what people were complaining about, took uh, took the hit, and then basically put everything out. Now the the difference with that is is that you can actually play No Man's Sky without any online servers. You can't play um, Elite Dangerous without the backend servers. Psych it. Um, Sorry. Bear with. Bear with. (laughs) Um, So I think what they've done so far, personally for me, is a really good step in the right direction. There is open there's a lot of open communication that's going on they're showing us the things that they're working on Uh, as i said um as i said earlier i um at the moment i would much prefer the focus to be on the game and on improving the game rather than or, or or making it good for console release specifically rather than bringing um finding out anything new that's coming i wouldn't want to lose the information that we're getting so at the moment, no, however minimal people believe that is, when you compare it to the radio silence that we, we got from places like from No Man's Sky, making that direct comparison, mm. um, I would much prefer to see this communication and see what they are working on and see where loads of people have voted up um, particular issues, etc., etc., etc. Shit, did you just put dots in the Twitch chat? I did, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not equating shutting down communications with what No Man's Sky did. And I think, um, I've forgotten who it was in chat, Little Vigian mentioned about online Final Fantasy. That got slated at launch. That was a terrible game at launch. Yeah, and Final I, Fantasy fourteen. And didn't they even stop selling it at some point? Stopped selling it, took it away, rewrote the whole thing. And now it's now the number one MMO. Yes. So that is how you get out of it. It takes an awful lot of encouraged balls to do that. But sometimes it's the only way to deal with sunk cost fallacy. Now, have Frontier got to that point yet? I don't know. As Psychic just said, you know, they're pulling up, but are they pulling up a little bit and the gains and the plane is gaining altitude but it still doesn't matter what they do it's going to crash i don't know but i guess the question i i guess the question is is do we feel as though frontier are actually taking notice of what gameplay needs to be improved or are they just looking at bug list because uh, there's a key difference well would they highlighted the bugs today but they did emphasize that this isn't the only thing that's that's happening there are other things happening but they didn't go into detail with that crash <laughs> pulling up but heading towards a mounting rapid <laughs> i think that's to follow on with the analogy but yeah it's 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 a big challenge i mean if i was steering that ship i would say we're going back to beta you know i would take it off i would you know take that big move because everyone in the community admits that, uh, and mm-hmm. Frontier kind of low-key admitting it themselves by pushing back the uh, the console release. And I think that's the big sort of move they need to, to do, to say, hey, you know, sorry guys, we know we screwed this up. Um, we're going to 
you know, take it off general release. We're going to put it back to beta. We're going to continue working on it, get it to a state where it's stable and it's functional. And, you know, the, the other thing Shan was saying there, I mean, like they're, they're, they're hitting off the, the big wins, the things which are like, make it look good, make it um, play well, but not really addressing the, well, is is it fun? <laughs> is it good? Do people enjoy it? Yeah. Okay, Sean, you have the the final word on this, unless someone else wants uh, to. No, I was enjoying myself. Um, so, I, I guess the, the question is to to, to to you, Crash, is um, do we feel as though Frontier A should or would have that admission? Look, we're sorry. We, we're sorry. The the A version one of Odyssey wasn't the your expectations you know etc etc we're going to put it back to beta we're going to rewrite it and then launch it in a couple of years time do you think that's a message they would ever say or and do you think they should say that or do you think they, they'll just bimble along fix a few things and hope it goes away the latter well uh, can i just pop in there if they say that the game's over there won't be elite dangerous in two years people will not wait around yeah, I don't think. I said two years as a number of top head. It wasn't. Yet. No, but but I actually agree with you. If you want to rewrite Odyssey, it is going to be another two years. And if you want to put in stuff that uh, wasn't never in Odyssey, such as ship interiors that all of a sudden people wanted in in Odyssey, well, there yeah, you you're looking at a timescale even longer. I, I wouldn't say all of a sudden, Colin. That's a bit naughty to say all of a sudden. Well, no, because the, everyone sort of went on about ship interiors. And ship interiors, in my opinion, was never part of Odyssey. The only thing that they can, that they made a promise, well, a promise, they, they, they said that there was an intention to do ship interiors way back in the Kickstarter. But then they said that, you know, we're not sure about whether ship interiors would make it into this one. And after looking into it, they decided against it. But it is, the ship interiors thing is, it, I wish they had been clear about that right at the very beginning, especially with the ship interiors and with the VR. I wish they'd turned around and said, no, it's not in, instead of, it's not in at launch. Because that would have saved a whole lot of trouble. Just like when they had the offline mode, if they'd come clean and said, we're having trouble with offline mode um, a lot earlier than they did, say, the month before the, the thing was supposed to go live, I think they wouldn't be dealing with half the crap that they're dealing with now crash yeah I, I think you you touched on the key point there is again it's it's that trust issue uh you know they they've optimistically made claims about things several times uh, during during the development of the game not not just recently but uh, all the way back to the very beginning um you know and come unstuck when it comes to the point of trying to implement it and get it in and then just kind of low-key tried to brush it under the carpet. But you can't do that when you're running a live service game, which is in the public eye. Your mistakes are going to be up there in lights. So they shouldn't be promising things to build up that hype, only to pull the rug out from people, because that's worse than just... Oh, I think you can. I think you can if the messaging and the timing's right. Because, let's face it, most people who play Elite are, in quote, grown-ups. They're not like 14-year-old kids so much they're not that kind of age demographic most you know pretty much everyone here is grown up so if someone said look guys we tried to do we tried to do ship interiors we tried to get it, it working and it just wasn't working with the engine we've got we've spent enough time and money on it it's just not going to work really sorry guys and if they say that early enough people go oh that's a shame but hey thanks for telling us at least we know 
it's way better to say that at a certain point than it is to keep hope alive and then say, actually, guys, we gave up on that ages ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, and I absolutely agree, and I, I think this is this is a, a testament to the fact that they've grown from a, an indie to a larger company now, and you have that is is very much a symptom of internal communication problems. We have a marketing team which is trying their utmost to upsell the game, make it sound like it's the biggest, best thing ever, and you know put in the communication out there to build hype up and stuff, but are not actually internally communicating with the developers are working on it and saying, hey, you guys get on with this. Do you think this is going to be feasible? Um, you know, and if they did that early enough on and actually were realistic about it, you know, the guys in the development team would say, hey, look, you know, we prototyped it out. It didn't work very well. We're not going to go forward with it. And if they did that early enough, this these outward communication failures wouldn't become so apparent. Yeah. But, but the thing is, though, Crash, they, as you know, when uh, Game Tech released First Encounters, um, Frontier sued them because they'd release the product early and, you know, whatever. So, but they kind of learned the lesson, but they've forgotten about it, which it seems to be... I personally, I think the whole, the whole issue about Odyssey is that it has been developed under COVID conditions. I don't think we'd be in this state if it wasn't for the fact we're dealing with the COVID crisis. See, I, per- I personally don't buy that because there's a ton of people who listen to this and set on my own life who've managed to develop stuff perfectly well. And yes, they've had it But also, what you need to remember is that during the alpha period, people were telling Frontier, this isn't ready for release. This isn't ready for release. This is broken. I'm getting bad performance. All the issues that we've seen, people yep. have reported via the forum. So you would think doesn't matter COVID or not, that decision to say, yes, go, is not a COVID decision. It is a, do, do, does our playtesting, do our users think this is a product ready for release? And they had to have known the answer to that was no, but they did it anyway. Right. Okay, well, we're going to move on from this now. Um, I think uh, we've certainly done that one a, a, well, decent justice, do you think? Yeah, no, right. Fine, moving on. Um, mostly clueless. This is our li- new section for um, for the new player, uh, where um, experienced pilots pass on their knowledge to uh, uh, to the newbies. And and this week's um, mostly clueless clue comes from the manure man. I have never heard of this guy before, but obviously he, he put uh, this suggestion. Um, you don't need to board the ship with the SRV to transfer inventory. You just need to stand in the boarding shot spot, go to the right side menu, and on the inventory panel, there is an option to transfer, and you can manage all your inventory between the ship and the SRV on the fly. So, um, there we go. Just like Neil Armstrong did. Right, sorry. Um, I do believe there is a load of um, haikus that have come our way. Right, first and foremost, yes. a lot of these aren't hikers. <laughs> However, oh my God, there's so many of them. Yeah, they're all done by LCU, aren't they? And Ben. Ben's done a couple. Should we uh, do the, yeah, the alert? Before the, uh, the, there's nothing actually there, to be honest. Just reviewing it. Normally we would avert you that, that, that it might be a bit smutty, this, but just looking through it, I'm afraid to say 
And I, I want to save the proper smut that I have for when Ben's actually here. Yeah, I think there's one we'll... I'll highlight the one we should avoid, and apart from that, it should be fine. <laughs> but if you'd like to... If you'd... Yeah, yeah, sure, this why not? <laughs> why not? There once was a man, but wasn't in this haiku, not a limerick. <sighs> okay. Um, Lavian oh, Brandy gets Ben drunk and quite handsy. Don't let him have it. Radio, Lave's favourite station. Nonsense words. Like none of these. Are popular. No, I mean, what what is it? Five seven five or something. Five, or five something? seven five. Yeah, that's yeah. what it should be. However, if you look up a haiku, they don't necessarily have to be five seven five. It is sort of generalised within, um, within sort of more like English languages that they have to be five seven five just for ease. But um, even also, even then. <laughs> and also, if we disqualified things for not being a haiku we wouldn't have anything to read out so i mean there were there were a couple that worked and i've got i've got my paragraph of smut we could have used her and next week not only will we have smut but we'll have chanel packer fiction and it'll be a beautiful moment if i don't get any i'll write some oh god i don't have time to write some it's a busy week (laughs) you see shan you brought this on yourself gibberish on the radio tuesday nights that fits True, yeah. <laughs> Limerick. This is a haiku. No more smut. Mm. Lavian girl keeps slaving leather. Her pleasure. Right. Scientist tool, if used to excess, makes him blind. Keeping Psy happy bunny girl wise it is. That is a Yoda quote. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ben. <laughs> But yeah, we need that done in a Yoda impersonation, don't we? Do, do it again. Do it in a Yoda impersonation, then, Colin. I don't do accents. Uh, I, I oh no, I can't do I can't do a decent Yoda. Um, no, I, I I can't. I you know what? I'll try and do a recording of it uh, for next week. Absolutely, <laughs> that can be the theme. Keeping Sai happy, Bunny Girl, wise it is. Jesus. Um, beyond Dockers, it has its knockers. Some mm. cops too. That was the one that actually caught off. <laughs> <laughs> Raining cats and dogs, a good British summer makes. What do you expect? I'm sorry, has as, as Ben decided to channel Yoda? Because that I'm is exactly the same. <laughs> Raining cats and dogs, it is. <laughs> Dear. Anyway, I, I think after after that moment of culture, and by that I mean yogurt i so regret asking for haikus that was a bad choice on my part my apologies yeah that was that was oh i, I see oh. Kati, katiana is already writing the the shan alpaca fan fiction perfect perfect the get on it kate so what's the um what would you prefer then sorry would you prefer a limerick or a haiku a smut <laughs> She just wants smut. I, uh... give, me, give me some prose, man. <laughs> okay, well, uh, so we are now actually putting out a, a, another call for, as, as I would say, smut. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's just all of us. And there was me thinking, you know, we'll get, we'll get Sion. It'll be nice to have a female voice. She'll keep the boys in line. No. <laughs> You guys are just a really bad influence on me. What can I say? Oh, are we? Absolutely, now? absolutely, it's that way for sure. <laughs> we'll have to ask little Biggin. <clears throat> anyway, 
Um, community news. What has been up to in the community? Well, you might have spotted um, Alex has managed to get his Guardian Balls out. Uh, and he, so much so that uh, Ghost Giraffe and Mass did a full game of Guardian Ball. Uh, which uh, we'll put a link into the the show notes about where you can see this. Um, I think they did choose the wrong place to do it because it was right next to one of those uh, ports, you know, one of the planet side ports, which caused the frame rate to absolutely tank, which caused a problem. But yeah, it it does seem to be uh, quite fun. Now, Psykit, you've got something to announce, haven't you? We've got a race. There's a there's a race going on. Um, we are, it's it's a very old school buckyball style race. Um, we we sat and we decided we wanted to do some kind of event. Um, in Elite, set up a community event. It just so happens it's my stream anniversary on Thursday from when I came back when my back was all broken. Ooh. Um, so we are. Starting on Thursday, running through to the a week on Sunday afterwards, there is a 10-day 10 10 day time trial thing that is on. Um, over this, this, um, the, it's all on the forums under the community events in the forums. It is a time trial. It is effectively picking up four tons of booze from different places and then dropping it over on um, Glass Landing. It's called Fill the Glass. Um, Glass Landing, which is the home of um, my faction. Um, and, yeah, there might there might be a prize for the winner. Might be a prize. It'll be nice if it was. There might so, be a prize. So what's the record? Sorry, at the moment. Don't know yet. Doesn't start until Thursday. Oh, so you haven't actually done a test run then? I haven't done a test run. I've got I've got my ships ready to to do a run. I know somebody mentioned in um in our Discord that it, they had managed to get it under get a run sub twenty five minutes. So you've got half an hour spare and a relatively fast ship. There are two classes. There is a regulation hauler, um, and a um any any engineered whatever um class as well. It's, there's a regu- there's a regulated hauler a regulation right, so you- hauler class so um it's sub 500 500 000, i want to say sub 500,000 credit um ship that you can buy without any engineering and you can fly around and do it using that or That's me. um yeah or or you can engineer a ship fully and um bust your engineering tro- chops and do a super speedy ship excellent oh, i just thought of another game we need to try uh-huh. You know how we can re you will, will be able to redirect Apex Shuttle. Yes. You can have an Apex Shuttle race and, and you from one system to another via other systems. And you would then have to choose when to divert your Apex to make the race. Mm, interesting. Personally I don't think I'd want to be stuck in the shuttle for all that time that length of time. Well I'm not expecting you to go to Clone and back in the Apex, you, know, but... you won't be able to do that. They t- someone actually asked on the stream whether or not they'd be able to do that, and no, it wasn't. wasn't, wasn't going to be allowed. Anyway, um, Beetle Jude, uh, her of the artistic bent, has done some more artwork, and we're going to put a link into her latest uh, um, painting because um, she does the, the uh, real-time recordings of of her actually creating 
uh, the artwork. So we're going to put the, the latest one in as a link into the show notes. Uh, yes, my my expedition to Colonia is still continuing on my Twitch stream. Um, we had a bit of a slight bump. <laughs> Almost lost my ship again. Don't want to do that. Um, but I have now safely made it to point three of of the eight or nine stations it takes to uh, to get to Colonia. So I've, I've made a third of the way, and that's further than the last time I tried. Which which system are you in, Colin? Um, oh, which one is it? It's the I can't and remember. Do you play an open? Up. Oh, of course I play an open, but. Um, Yes. Shouldn't actually have mentioned that in front of you, Shan, to be honest. Anyway, on the subject of exploration, uh, the best guide I found for those wanting to go searching for for life is actually created by Commander Shini on the forums. Uh, you'll find it under the title Odyssey Biological and Geological Guide, uh, and basically gives you a, a full a beginner's guide and breakdown on how to do exploration, uh, Odyssey exploration properly. And uh, and for anybody who's want to start off, that's exactly the the point where I'll, where uh, you should start. So I'll I'll just highlight that one. Um, unfortunately, Alex never got back to us to tell us how he managed to get his guardian balls into um, the planetary ports. So we're going to have to wait that wait until that one next week, aren't we? So has anybody got any other business that they'd like to quickly bring up? Um, just wishing Ben. Well, in his um, course, you've seen this week. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I'm still not going to ask. <laughs> right. Well, in that case, uh, I will finish off the show with uh, some of the usual shout-outs. Uh, so, first of all, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday at half past eight in the evening, which is eight um, thirty BST at the moment, but will be GMT sooner or later. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash truckers or just the audio can be found at radiofothemug.com. For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out CQC Discord at discord.me slash dangerous CQC, which is all one word and difficult to say in all one breath. Um, we also give shouts outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts, which have appeared over the last year or so. Uh, that was Allegrabe M, uh, Black Sky Legion, uh, the Canon podcast, uh, there's the Elite cast, the Fatherhood podcast, Flight Assist, the Guard Frequency, Loose Screw, Squeaking Fuel, and system chat and uh, for those of you who want a literary discussion about sci-fi and fantasy please subscribe to the data slate uh, podcast created by alan stroud after this we have the latest galnet news digest as provided by commander Wotherspoon and commander beetlejude and we'd just like to thank everybody who has chipped in on the twitch chat uh and chris have you had many uh, in-game commanders buzz you uh, we have had Commander Miggles, as always, at Live Station, and there was one other commander who I didn't quite get the name of earlier on, so apologies, but they were also hanging around in Live. Oh, excellent. Nice to know that you you um, you had company. Um, right, uh, we'll, we'll round off by saying a special thanks to Commander Tokuso, who has created the music for the introduction of the show. But that is it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet us at laveradio. You can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio, and also uh, 
we have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat, and you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Uh, do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Uh, Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 British... Uh, summertime and streamed out at leaveradio.com slash live uh, so thanks to Crash thanks to Shan and thanks to Psykit and special thanks of course goes to today's tech specialist the Chris Mark IV so until next time commanders fly safe and if you can't do that fly dangerous Digest, 9th of August, 3307. We read the news, so you don't have to. In this week's news, Hudson set to lose Second Secession War. Thargoid stations repaired as Marlinists struggle. No Megagin required. The Federation looks set to lose the Secession War in Coembar 3-0. With the newly independent new Coembar Labour faction of Gagnanport trouncing the Federation's puppets, Lee Chotep for equality, at the so-called Fortress of Liberty. In all likelihood, not only will all the factions that have already left the Federation, including the Coalition of Uteran and Gluscap Labour, remain independent, but three further factions, Selkana Labour, the United Hip 108095 Values Party and Mutumu Future will also declare their independence and take 28 systems out of the Federation. The reason they give for leaving the Federation is to avoid the draconian surveillance laws. But there are other benefits to leaving the Federation. 
there's at least a reasonable chance that some of these systems will gain useful facilities like black markets and interstellar factors and that the fashionable new drug, Onionhead Gamma Strain, will become legal. Not to mention Imperial Slaves. What better way to take the drudgery out of housework than your very own indentured labour? Operation Ida's starport, Kipling Orbital, has now been fully repaired and is only awaiting the structural engineer's report on Thursday morning before it can remove the scaffolding and reopen all its services. Kipling is the last of the Thargoid damaged stations and with no recent reports of Thargoid activity, the repair effort can start winding down. It's not going quite so well in the NMLA-damaged Marlinist starports. Tillman Point is still being evacuated nearly two weeks after the attack, and Stillman Hub has been making slow but steady progress in its repairs, and is now roughly one quarter repaired. With the Marlinist Parliament in chaos and the real possibility of civil war in the Marlinist colonies, it's possible that the starport repairs will not be complete by the time the Marlinist society disintegrates completely. Marlinism... The campaign to make the Empire back into a republic looks like it might fade away far sooner than anyone had expected. A brand new time trial race is about to start. And this time, it's neither the Buckyball Racing Club nor the elite racers who are the sponsor. The Soteria Accord is planning a celebration and it needs spirits quickly. Delivered quickly, that is, although it doesn't really care what day the spirits are delivered, in an 11-day window from the 12th August through to the 22nd. It's just important that they're delivered as quickly as possible after purchase, so they're nice and fresh. 20-minute age brandy is so much better than the 10-year sort. If you want to take part, you need to take a small ship, load it up with one tonne each of Lavian brandy, Erin in Pearl Whiskey, Harmer Silver Sea Rum and Indie Bourbon and sell it all at Glass Landing in HIP 110248. You need to video or photograph it all too, so we hope you started the camera running before you left. And you need to read the rules properly. Don't tell me you forgot to do that too. As with almost every race, the prejudice against Jumponian raises its ugly head with Jump Boosting Band. Somewhat disappointingly, Centauri Megagin has been left off the list of required beverages, which is a pity, given how lovely Hutton Orbital looks at this time in its orbit. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, it's almost as good as being twatted by Sally. Sally.